just like that we are back in business i got motivated i got motivated i got hit with the bug i said you know what let me just drop another episode tomorrow let me just drop another episode so i'm gonna try to do that which means i gotta record this episode then i have to edit this episode and upload it so that it could be ready tomorrow on monday it's sunday night right now technically monday morning because it's 1 30 but i got motivated man and um we're about to hit this yes i'm wearing a hat I am woofing right now. I don't have a haircut again. Okay, I preach on Saturday. We're getting a haircut Friday. We still have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five days to go. So yes, I'm wearing the hat I always wear. Relax, I like it, leave me alone. Chapstick, black people problems. Alrighty, let's get the vibe right. I got my music over here. I want to make sure that uh, we got some nice tunes in my ears right now. Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to bring the volume down a little bit. All right. Listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. There was two ways I could have went about this. There was two ways I could have went about this. Uh, I felt like recording. And when you get bit by the creative bug, you must listen. So I was like, what am I going to talk about? Because the last episode I said that the next episode we were going to talk about, you know, the common misconceptions, how people are uh, misusing scripture, how people are uh, misusing the Holy Spirit, right? Um, how people are like, this common misconceptions in the church. Like, yo, people are saying this is bad. This is actually where it came from. It's not bad. Do your research. And I'm sure people don't do it. Some people do it out of negligence. Some people just don't know, but they're giving wrong information. It's like, whoa, you need to do your research before you talk about this. But we could have went that route, and we're still going to talk about that. But tonight I felt like talking about a topic that was submitted to me a long time ago. Listen, topics were submitted, and I didn't even get into them, and I felt so bad. I had them screenshotted from way back in April. Can you believe this? I have screenshots from April 2023. And I did not, I have not, well, inadvertently, some of those topics I already gone into, but I was like, yo, I got to do, this is what the people asked for. Like, what am I, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? I got to get on this. So here we are. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about, uh, what was it? Oh my God. How did I always for, already forget the episode? <laughs> um, what is it? Yes. We're going to be talking about. Uh, 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 how to stay consistent. That's the one because it's two part, right? How to stay consistent and how to um, have discipline. And I saw those two submit submissions and I thought these are the same thing, right? These are the same thing. They're two the same thing. So I think it's a great thing to talk about. So how do we stay consistent? I think this is something that a lot of young, not I think, I know. This is something that a lot of young people are struggling with, you know? And I don't like to toot my own horn, but like there's a couple people that I, I, I would say that I loosely mentor, right? That I loosely kind of pour into. I kind of mentor them. I'm going to talk to them. Uh, you know, a couple that are intentionally will be mentoring moving forward. But something that I've noted, I consider myself kind of a global mentor too, because a lot of youth just kind of come to me since the ministry is mainly uh, youth ministry and things like that. Um, and a lot of the things that I see repeated again and again and again and again is how do I stay consistent? And, and, People, not just young people, but people are struggling with consistency. Look, I struggle with consistency. You know, there's times where I'm struggling to be consistent. Like, man, 
Sometimes I'm 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 on I'm I'm on it like I'm on my game I'm boom 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 bam and other times I'm not and sometimes more often than I would like to admit or that I'm proud of I am more off my game than I am on my game. Let's see if I can reach my water over here. I don't, I don't have any more. Oh my god! I don't have any more water. And I don't like doing too much editing in post, so I'm not going to go get water uh, because then that means I would have to go cut it and, like, push it together. Um, but if I get too thirsty, I'll, I'll go. Man, we are struggling with consistency. We're struggling with consistency uh, as a body as a lot of, and a lot of young people. And so if this is you, this episode is for you, man. And if you know somebody that is struggling with consistency, can you be honest and say, hey, you know what? I got a friend that's been struggling to be consistent. I've got a friend that's been struggling to be disciplined, a friend that's struggling to be uh, – to be on their game and I want them to grow. Like I want them to be able to be consistent. I want them to be better. And so that's what this is about. And so consistency is a phenomena uh, that we face where it's like, uh, you know, uh, how do I, how do I stay strong in the Lord? How do I stay consistently out of sin? How do I stay consistent? Because like one time, some days I'm strong, man. Some days I'm on it. And then other days I'm just not. And, and it even gets even deeper than that where it's not even like a fluctuation of days. But sometimes within the same day, within the same day, you're like super on fire and you're super not on fire. So I want to start from a place of of vulnerability, right? I usually don't like how long my intros are before I get started. That's why if you see in this episode, we got right into it uh, because I'm trying to make my intros less long. I don't really like how long they be sometimes, even though they're necessary. But for myself, right? As you guys know, I'm executive director of Know His Art Ministries. My name is Nato Gutu. I run Know His Art Ministries. God has given me that ministry. I have a presence on social media. I have this podcast platform. I do content on socials. I'm preaching everywhere, up and down the East Coast and the West Coast. I've gone on mission trips. I do a lot of things. I'm not famous by any means, but I'm well known within my circle. And me, the guy that a lot of people look at, me, the guy that a lot of people uh, look up to or want to be like, which I'm humbled for, I struggle with consistency too. That is, a simply, that is simply the truth. Sometimes I struggle with consistency. Sometimes I struggle to always be on fire. Sometimes I struggle to always be motivated. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. And I think if more people who are in positions similar to me, whatever it is that you do, if you're a leader, you're a minister, if you serve in your church, if you added a little more uh, uh, transparency and honesty to what it is that you do, I believe that you would find the first step out of your struggle. The first step, you see, a lot of people say like the first step to healing is recognizing that you have a problem. And so... If you are not willing to say, man, you know what? I struggle with consistency. It's the truth. I'm not going to try to. They have this saying in Spanish, tapar el sol con un dedo. You know, where you, if you, if you close one eye and you put your thumb up, it looks like you're covering the sun. You guys ever tried that before as you were kids? If you close one eye and you look up at the sun and you put your thumb in front of it, it looks like you're covering the sun, right? And so, and that thumb is casting a shadow over your eyes and you've got your eye open. And a lot of us are trying to cover the sun with our thumb and pretend like we're good because we're trying to keep up with this image. If we can keep the image, we let that image deceive us into thinking that we're doing well. And I've been there. I've been there. Man, I look like I'm busy the whole time. Like, I know that I'm just not firing on all cylinders like they say. So I would love for us to get into that habit, whether you're a leader, whether you're not a leader, but this is especially for those that serve, that are in some type of ministry, some type of leadership, get rid of that, that mindset of you have to appear 
perfect and you're lying to self about your lack of consistency, right? You read one Bible verse, you read, you read the Bible one day and then you trick yourself into thinking, well, yeah, I, I study God's word. It's been a week since you've gone into your word. I've been there. That happens to me. You have one good day of really reading the, really getting into your word and you let that carry you the whole week and you trick yourself into thinking you have a life in the word. You have one really good prayer night and then you trick yourself into thinking you have a prayer life and you haven't prayed in a week. You haven't prayed in a few days and you're riding off the high of that one good prayer night you had, that one good prayer day you had. You fasted one Saturday with your church and now you're the next two months you never fast again because you're riding off the high of that. And so we struggle with this consistency. We're super on fire. We want to do right, but then we have that sin creeping in the first step to consistency is to recognize the issue that you have call it out call it out where are you struggling to be consistent don't be like oh this life is just hard no i want you to get specific i want you to get specific can you get specific a lot of times we don't want to get specific because we don't want to like confront ourselves so that there's it's a difficulty to be like yo i'm struggling with xyz because if we say it it becomes real if we say it, it's like, oh my God, I'm acknowledging that I have a problem. So you have to acknowledge what area of inconsistency are you facing? Is it your prayer life? Is it your reading life? Is it sin? What area of inconsistency are you facing? Be honest with yourself. Forget about everything else. Forget about everything everybody else is looking at, everybody's seeing. Be, con be honest with yourself. First step to help, with it, uh, to help you be more consistent. All right. Where am I struggling? What is my difficulty? What is my issue? I'm spending far too much time on my phone and I'm not reading my word enough. I'm not praying enough. You have to say that. You have to say it. That's the first step. I am struggling uh, with pornography and I watch pornography and I masturbate. You have to say that. You've got to acknowledge it. You've got to acknowledge it. I appear to be on fire in church, but I don't really feel like I belong in, my, in the body of Christ. I feel really connected while I'm at church, but when I'm at home, I don't feel connected. Acknowledge, acknowledge that. Right? Consistency not only in, in God, but consistency in when we talk about, well, inconsistencies, it's not only in God, but in your responsibilities. Man, I am so lazy. You have to acknowledge that. And it is hard to do that. Even from myself. It's hard to say, yo, you suck at this. You are lazy. I had to tell myself the other day, bro, what are you doing? You're being lazy. You're being lazy. You have these tasks that you could have been done and you haven't done them. And you're like, oh, but I'm tired. I'm traveling a lot. No, you're not. You've been home for five days. You've been home for five days. Why haven't you got anything done? You've been home for a week, bro. What are you doing? Get on it. And I've had, to, I've had to tell myself that because I tell myself, man, I'm traveling. I'm a minister. I'm tired. I need some rest, which is true. Believe me. Believe me. Traveling is not easy. Sometimes I have some long trips. I get back home exhausted, especially if it wasn't that great of an experience because the truth is not every trip is great. And I get home tired. Trust me, which is why Mondays I usually try to just chill. But there's times where I'm like, bro, you're not tired. You've been home. For a week, week and a half, what is your excuse? You're being lazy. Get on it, right? Once you've done that, right, that's step number one. Well, acknowledge the areas that you're failing in. Acknowledge the areas that you are struggling in. Acknowledge the areas, because if you don't acknowledge it, then you won't know what you need to work on. 
Acknowledge the areas that you're struggling in. That's number one. Number two, once you've acknowledged it, get active. I have been the person and I know people who have acknowledging that they're struggling is the easy part. Oh, they do that all the time. They acknowledge every day. You ever had a conversation with people? And I've been here, right? Uh, uh, but something that, that I've had these conversations, and I'll be honest, something that bothers me, right? Something that bothers me is when I have conversations with people, right? And I'm not talking about, I have to rephrase this. Like, I've had conversations with people that they tell me, I want to get right with God. I want to do the right thing. I know I just got to do this. I just got to get right, God. I just got to get into my word. I just got to get, I just want to get right with God. And I feel him and I know him and I call, and and there's been times where I think this is the eighth time we've had this conversation. Something is not clicking. This is the eighth time you've told me, I just want to get right with God. I just got to get right. I know what I got to do. I, I just, I know I got to go to church. I want to get right with God. I just want to get my life right. I just want to get straight. I just got to get into my words. I just got to get my prayer life. And I know it's just struggles and God knows my heart. This is the eighth time, the ninth time, the 10th time we've had this conversation. And the conversation is the same every time. Something is not clicking. You're acknowledging, but you're not getting active. So when you struggle with consistency in Christ, when you struggle with consistency in any area of your life, you have to first acknowledge what that struggle is, where you're falling short. What is that problem? It takes some you have to have because it's so easy. We're going to backtrack a little bit. We are so quick to tell other people, yo, they doing this wrong. They failing here. They getting this wrong. They doing that. And oh my God. And what kind of example and what kind of minister? And you got to get this right. We're experts in telling people how to get their life right, but we don't want to get our life right. We're so good at doing that. She got to do this. She got to do that. I mean, and I'm not judging, but he got to do this. He got to do that. Why are we so good at telling other people what they got to do right? But we don't get what we have to do right bro like i said i'm speaking from experience i've been there where i'm like bro like you can't keep advising people on how to get their life together and you're not getting your life together let's let's go back again to the ministers if you are a minister the first we get so focused on pouring out you have to get you have to deal with the self first that is the first step of ministry the first step of ministry is to deal with the self Let's go to Moses. Moses gets called into ministry. The first thing God deals with in Moses is the self. Moses, take the shoes off. Take the sandals off your feet because this is holy ground. This was figurative. This was a literary thing that was prophetic. Moses, take off what does not please me to be in my presence. That's number one. Number two, Moses then tells him everything that's wrong with him, why he can't do it, why he's falling short. God then begins to work in the self of Moses and say, Moses, I will be with you. I am also going to send Aaron with you. I am the one who sent you. God begins to work in Moses's, in Moses, uh, Moses's insecurity. God begins to work in Moses's unholiness and cleanliness. God begins to work in Moses's uh, self-esteem all before he gets sent into the ministry to, to work in others. I'll give you another one. Elisha, God calls, uh, uh, God tells uh, Elijah, it's time to go call Elisha. What does Elisha do? Elisha works in the personal first. He says, all right, cool. You're calling me. Uh, I'm going to get this myself together. I'm going to sell this that I have. I'm going to put my things in order so that I can leave with you, so that I can go do what God is calling me to do. Elisha handles his personal life self before he goes into ministry. You have to deal with the self. You have to deal with the self. 
David is, and I'm not saying you're going to be perfect and you're going to get it all together and then you're going to go into ministry. No, but there are certain things that need to be taken care of. David gets called and anointed as king, but he does not go straight into the kingdom. All these years, if my mind does not deceive me, I think it was 40 years that went by. Don't quote me on that. God is dealing with David in all these years. And so we have to deal with the self as a minister, deal with the self. We're so focused on what everybody else has to do. And we're telling everybody else how to get it right. And we're, and we're living inconsistent lives. And so acknowledge the problem and then do something about it. And I know you probably thought I was going to say, hey, a Holy Spirit is going to come down and he's going to move the waters. And you're going to all of a sudden feel this consistency. No, the Holy Spirit strengthens you. Yes. The Holy Spirit strengthens you to be able to resist, to be able to do what you have to do. El poner querer como el hacer. But the problem with that is we then leave all the work to God. You have to make a decision. So many young people tell me, Nate, I'm struggling with this sin. I just need to get up. And I say, then you need to stop. If you're struggling with the sin, it sounds, it sounds way oversimplified, but you need to stop. And the Holy Spirit will help you stop. But if you don't want to stop, he will not make you stop. Are you following me? Are you following me? You have to want to stop. Don't get me wrong. I know you may feel like you can't. But if you want to stop, if you have a willing heart, the Lord will not turn away a contrite heart. Un corazón, what is it? El Señor no rechaza un corazón contrito y humillado, I believe it says. If you have a humble, contrite heart before the Lord, God, I can't do this on my own, but I want to change. And you are willing to let him move through you and you're willing to take the necessary steps. This is why a lot of young people struggle with consistency because why? They say they want change, but they don't make any changes. They don't make any changes. You want to get right with God, but you haven't been to church in two months, but you sure do make time to go hang out with your friends. You sure do make time to go link up with that person you should be linking up with. But when's the last time you made time for God? This is why you struggle with consistency. You struggle with consistency in your fidelity because you're not making time for him. And if your prayer life is inconsistent, your, the, the, your, your holiness and consecration will be inconsistent. If your level of devotion to the word is inconsistent, the way you live out that word will be inconsistent. But you have to make decisions. You have to make choices. Right? So what are you going to do about it? Because we talk about it a lot. It's time to stop talking so much. It's time to stop talking so much. I'm going to tell you guys something here that I haven't told anybody. Right? I haven't put it out there. I've been going to the gym pretty consistently. I've been watching what I've been eating pretty consistently. I'm talking about I've been working out. I've been watching my diet. I've been seeing some changes, but I have to be consistent. I have not posted it on my story. I haven't posted it. I haven't told people because I realized the pattern. And all the other times in the past, I was Every time I felt bad about my body, I'd get on my story. Yeah, man, I'm about to get healthy, guys. I'm going to the gym, guys. I'm on this journey, guys. I'm really going to do it this time because I would talk about it because it would make me feel better, but I wasn't changing anything. So we talk about things to make us feel better, make us seem like we're going places. And this is where a lot of young people get stuck. They talk like they're going places. You ever seen somebody that be like, yo, move in silence, but they're never moving in silence? 
Yo, move in silence. Don't tell nobody what you're doing. I'm making moves in silence. I'm really moving. I'm really out here making moves. I got motion. I'm doing this and that. You're not moving in silence. You're talking about it so much. And so this is what we do. We talk about it because it makes us feel good. But talk is cheap. You ever heard that saying? Talk is cheap. It is time to do. So I haven't posted anything. I told myself I am not posting anything on my story about, oh, here I am at the gym. Here I'm doing this. Here I'm doing that because I don't want I don't want to be inconsistent. I don't want the pattern anymore. I said, people going to I said, first of all, I'm doing this for me, not for people. I said, but if anybody finds out that I've lost weight, it's going to be when they see me. And I was like, I'm not posting anything until I've made some crazy progress. Like I'm not like I am not showing anybody because we talk, but we don't do. We talk, but we don't do. So the, the second first step, acknowledge where it is that you're struggling Two, decide to take action. How do you take action when you're inconsistent? There's two lanes you have to follow. First, you follow the spiritual. First, you follow the spiritual. Submit yourself to Christ submit your flesh to Christ. You submit your flesh to Christ through seeking his face, through getting into your word, fasting and praying. Nobody wants to fast and pray anymore these days. They don't want to do it. And I know that it's hard. Me as a preacher, me as a preacher, fasting is not easy. It's not. Fasting is not always fun. Fasting is not always fun. It's not fun. I'm sure you'll reach a place where you enjoy and you're rejoicing to go into the presence of God and to fast. Yes, it brings you joy. But for the majority, fasting is not fun. It's not easy. But it's not about fun. It's not about easy. It's about what you have to do to get right. If you're not willing to take those necessary steps, those spiritual steps, you cannot keep complaining about your inconsistency. So you submit your flesh to the Lord. The Bible says to take captive every thought to the knowledge of Christ in him. Al conocimiento de Cristo is it to him crucified? Llevar cautivo todo pensamiento al conocimiento de Cristo. So to take captive every thought. And you take captive every thought in prayer and fasting, submitting your flesh. You know why we've been inconsistent? Because our flesh is so strong. Our flesh is just fat and healthy. And our spirit is so weak. Because whatever you feed, Nasha put it this way. I think it was Nasha. Yeah, it was Nasha. A couple years ago we were talking. I don't remember about what. <sighs> but um, we used to always talk about the word, like just our friend group. We used to always talk about the word all the time. And it used to fill me with joy. We'd spend hours sometimes just talking about the word. And she was saying, hey, whatever you feed is what's going to be stronger. And sometimes we're so like, oh, my God, what's going on? How do we what is going on? Why am I not? Why are you surprised? You've only been feeding your flesh. But you're surprised that your spirit is not strong. You're surprised that your flesh is so strong. Your flesh is sitting fat and healthy because you keep feeding it. You keep feeding it. You keep feeding your flesh. You're inconsistent because you keep feeding your flesh with sin. You keep feeding your flesh with all these worldly things. You keep feeding your flesh. And your, and your spirit is like, hey, when is it going to be my turn? When are you going to feed your spirit? When are you going to feed your spirit with the word? When are you going to feed your spirit in prayer? And, and this is the hard work you got to put in. Put in the work. Seek his face. Resist sin. Say no. And when you feel too weak to say no, call out to the Lord. Right? There's that spiritual path you have to take of submitting your flesh to Christ. 
saying, God, I struggle in this, but I come before you and I'll give you my weakness. I'll cast my burdens upon you. I'll give you this thing that I'm struggling with. Now, how can I, what does your word say? Your word says I'm more than a conqueror, Father. Your word says that I'm no longer bound by sin. I am free from it. Your word says that I am made new, Father. So I believe this. I will I will stand in this. And in the moment that I fail again, I will, I will stand in this word and your promise. And I know that you will strengthen me. That's the spiritual. Let's get into the practical. Let's get into the practical. You struggle. If you're struggling with consistency, if you're struggling with, with discipline, change your habits change the cycles change the cycles make those necessary steps the things that you don't want do not continue to tell me that you want more of god but you continue to go to the club you want more of god but you continue to drink you continue to answer yo send me the addy when you know they want to meet up to smoke when you know they want to meet up to you keep saying yes what do you want this is the practical now. What is it that you want? Your consistency starts with a choice. You've got to make a choice. You've got to choose. I can't, we have to stop mystifying, making everything so mystical and mythical and oh, like, like this is a Harry Potter movie. If you want to achieve it, you've got to get to the mountaintop and get the special. I've never seen Harry Potter, so I don't know, but I'm, I'm making it up off my mind. Oh, if you want to succeed, you've got to get the magic potion and you've got to drink it at this time and you've got to do this and you've got to do a circle and you've got to fly to speak with the elder, the hidden gem on the mountain. It is, this is not what the gospel is. We're making everything so mythical and mystical. And how do I reach it? Make a choice. Make a decision. Change your conversations. Change what you do. Change who you hang with. Cut the ties. This is what is hurting our young people in their consistency with God. And I feel like I've had this conversation so many times, bro. So many times where I've, I feel like I say this all the time and sometimes I get frustrated because I feel like I'm repeating the same thing, but I'm willing to keep saying it if it's needed to keep, if it's, if it's needed. This is a topic that I was asked for and I still get asked to this day, bro, how do you stay consistent, man? Who do you love? And when you love someone, you know, I think I've said this before. I remember when I was in college and I was in high school, I would pray right? I was honest with myself. I said, God, I'm tired of being so inconsistent that I serve you one day and I don't the next and I'm strong with it. I'm weak the next. I said, God, I don't love you. I said that prayer. I said, God, the truth is I don't, I don't think I love you the way I should teach me to love you. And I prayed this for so long. Teach me to love you. Teach me to love you like I should. That I just want you more than anything. Teach me to desire you, not just your presence, not just the manifestation, but you to love you. And I'm not saying that you're not going to struggle, that you're not going to have days where, you're, where, where, it's, where it's hard, where you're not going to have days where it gets difficult. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But in Christ, you're free. You're no longer bound. My pastor was preaching about this today. You are not bound. This part of the sermon just began to break me. The pastor was screaming, you are free. You are free. If we, if we only understood that we are free.
You are not bound by sin. You're not a slave to sin. He already took care of it. Jesus already defeated sin on the cross. So how dare you let your flesh, let the devil lie to you and make it make you feel like like you're bound to sin. You are free and the devil is a liar. You have to walk in this. You are, I, I, as the pastor was, was preaching this man and I was translating, I put my mic down at one point and I just started screaming, I am free. And the pastor would say, you are free to the people. And I'd say, I am free. And he'd say, you are free. And I would say to myself, I am free. I'm not bound by it. You're not bound by it. And you have to walk in this truth. Now, next thing we're going to talk about, right? I, I want you to understand that we also have to take this burden of self-sufficiency off of us, right? I, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not contradicting myself. Listen to me. Watch where I'm going here. Yes, there is a part that we need to do. There is a part that we need to do. But even that being true, it's not in our own strength. Right? We have to stop thinking that God loves me more if, I, if I'm perfect. The more perfect I am, the more God loves me. There's so many young people, especially those that grew up in, and I'm so, listen, I am not bashing Pentecostals. I am Pentecostal. You look at me like, yo, you're wearing a chain and you're Pentecostal? Absolutely. What Pentecostal really means, that is what I am. And I used to say, ah, I'm not, I don't really feel like I'm, a, I'm Pentecostal anymore. I don't want to identify myself with that. And I had to talk with a friend. And he told me, hey, you are Pentecostal. I know you say you don't want to call yourself Pentecostal, but, but you are because, because what, Pentecostal is, what Pentecostal really means, that is what you are. Pentecostal is not about how you dress. Pentecostal is about believing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what happened in Acts chapter 2. And I'm like, okay, I think you're right. So, but anyways, I went off on a tangent there. A lot of our young people that grow up in the Pentecostal circle, because I grew up in the Pentecostal circle, you were made to believe that the moment you sin, God loves you less. That the moment you sin, God hates you, that he loves you less. And that the more perfect you are, the more he loves you. And when you fail, you got to just kind of climb the ranks back up to that level of love that he had for you before. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. And some people struggle with consistency. Why? Excuse me. Because they feel like they never can measure up. Excuse me. They feel like they never can measure up to what is good enough to be loved by God. I'll never be good enough to be loved by him because I keep messing up. That is a lie of the devil. The love that God has for you is regardless of any sin, is regardless of anything you could do. It is not by works. He loves you because he is love. He loves you you whether you are the super holy or whether you're struggle whether you're a great preacher whether you're just some guy or some girl that goes to church he loves you and that's it that's not an excuse for sin he hates sin he hates sin 
but we cannot have the mentality of the more the, the more perfect I am, the more he'll love me. If I can just climb the ranks of his love. Si yo soy más santo, si soy más espiritual, si hablo lengua, si corro, si siempre estoy así, él me ama más. And so when you fail, you feel like you're, have, you're trying to win his love back. You feel like you're trying not just to get back on your feet. You have to win his love back. And he'll love me if I can start preaching again like I used to. And he'll love me if I can start prophesying like I used to. If I can speak tongues like I used to, he'll just love me again. I got to get back to that level of love he used to have for me. I got to be this niñito lindo, his, good, his little perfect kid in his eyes for him to love me. That's not true. And a lot of people, because they feel like they can never live up to that, they're then inconsistent because like, I'll never make it. I'll never be good enough. Jesus died for all of us. It is done. He said it himself. Oh, man. When you read, when you read, Jesus is on the cross. And he says, it is finished. He's up there and he says, it is finished. I did it. It's done. There's nothing that anyone could ever do that can undo what I have just done on this cross. He's saying it's finished. He loves you. He will always love you. And you cannot earn that love. And you cannot, you cannot do anything that will get rid of that love. So if you're struggling, if you feel like you'll never be good enough, I want you to tell the devil. I want you to tell your flesh it is a lie. He said it up there. He said it is finished. In other words, he's saying, my child, I did it already. I love you. I'm here. And I know you're not perfect. I know you don't always get it right. But if you just trust me, I'll take that inconsistency and I'll make you consistent. Because where you're inconsistent, I am constant. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Where you are inconsistent, he is never failing. Where you are inconsistent, he is constant. He is never moving. This is who you serve. This is who he is. So let Jesus fill that inconsistency with his constance, with his permanence. He won't leave you. He won't give up on you. Trust in him. Believe in him. Understand that your strength comes through him. Do the part that you have to do. And the areas that are hard for you to do, hey, God, I know I have to do this, but it's hard for me. Jesus says, it's okay. I got you. I got you. I will, I will help you. I help you do it. I'll help you. It's like when, <laughs> it's like with my nephew. He's just turned two on February 11th. And he'll be trying to do something. And, and he can't do it sometimes. And, and what's amazing about it is, my nephew will say, help. All he has to say is help. And, and we're there. We drop everything that we are doing. And we say, what do you need, baby? What do you need help with? I'll help you. I was with him the other day. 
he must have said help like four or five, six times. Every time he said help, I dropped everything. I put my phone down. I said, what do you need help with, baby? I'm right here. I'll help you, baby. That's This is what God is telling us. You say, God, help. And he says, I'm here. I got you. What do you need help with? I'll help you. The Holy Spirit, who is the counselor, God sends his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit says, I got you, my child. I will help you. Just talk to me. You feel like you're inconsistent. You feel like you keep falling in the same thing. I will help you. I will help you. I will get down in there with you. I will lift you up. You have to stop feeling hopeless. And I'm speaking to you that feel hopeless, that feel helpless, like you can't change, like you can't stop. The Holy Spirit says, I'm right here. I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. Give it into the Lord. First, acknowledge that you're struggling with something. Second, do something about it. Do something about it. Third, surrender. What we just talked about just now, when you let God take over, surrender. Surrender to him. Surrender it. Lay it at his feet. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Get in your word. Fill your spirit. Let him handle the rest. Man, praise God. Ooh, I did not expect to get this worked up. <laughs> it is 2.07 in the morning. <laughs> I did not expect to get this worked up. But thank you, Holy Spirit, man. I've always wanted this podcast to be that if the spirit moves, if the spirit touches our hearts as we listen, then let him minister. Let him minister. Let him do what he has to do. Just because it's a podcast, I don't want to be like, oh, we have to do this a certain way. Whatever God want to do, he going to do it and we going to let him do it. <laughs> so if you're struggling with consistency, you're struggling with discipline, I hope this has helped you. Please share this with somebody. That's all I ask of you. You really help when you do that. When you hit like and share it with somebody, we're just trying to make this work and do God's will. So you really help me with that. I love you in the in the love of Jesus Christ. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you had a good start to your year. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. It's Sunday, technically Monday. I hope I can get this up by 10 a.m. or by 11 a.m. Let's see what happens. God bless you guys. Have a good night, day, whenever you're watching. <laughs>